Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You feel good in the house tonight? You know what? If you give me a little bit more monitor up here, a little bit more monitor, please. You don't have to blow them out over there, but you can lift, lift me up a little bit. There you go. Amen, amen, amen. I'm a firm believer that praise will bring you out. Whatever you're stuck in, whatever, whatever rut you're in tonight, whatever situation you're facing, whatever it is, I believe tonight that praise will bring you out. Hallelujah. If you just worship God, if we just praise his holy name, if you just lift him up, amen. Hallelujah. He will bring you out of your situation. He will bring you out from where you're at. I believe that tonight. Hallelujah. He's just that kind of God, amen. When you start to praise him, things just start to fall away, amen. All the worries that you had before, they just seem to go away. You might not be completely healed, but God will touch your situation anyhow. Hallelujah. I, I, just, I feel that's a word for someone tonight. Whatever you're struggling with, praise will bring you out. Worship will bring you out. Lifting his name up will bring you out. Hallelujah. You can take that to the bank. Take it to the bank. Amen, amen. I feel good in the Holy Ghost tonight. I don't know what it is. I feel good in the house of the Lord tonight. I feel the Lord is moving in this place. I feel the Lord wants to move in a mighty way. I feel 2020 is going to be a great year for this church. I believe that tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe we're positioned for that. Hallelujah. I believe that we're ready for it. Hallelujah. I'm excited for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We can all stand all the way across this house. Hallelujah. I got a word for someone tonight. You give me a little bit more monitor once again. It went up, it went down. I just need to hear myself if I could. Hallelujah. If you turn with me to Matthew chapter 12, if you have your Bibles, if you have your phones, Matthew chapter 12. I'm going to look at verses 11 through 12 tonight. And I want to say something that I want to make two powerful statements tonight. That man is too valuable to be lost. And God will employ every measure to save a man. So if we look at Matthew chapter 12 and verse number 11, and he said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep, and if it fall in a pit on the Sabbath day, Will he not lay hold of it and lift it out? How much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore is it lawful to do well on the Sabbath days? Then saith he to the man, Stretch forth thy hand. And he stretched forth his hand, and it was restored whole like the other. Hallelujah. Lift your hands up in the air. Lord, we thank you tonight, Lord. We thank you for the move of the Spirit that's already been here. 
We thank you for the music that was anointed, Lord, the singing that was anointed, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to anoint our hearts tonight, anoint our minds, Lord Jesus. Let us be attuned to what the Holy Spirit is attuned to. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us cast our cares at your feet tonight, Lord. Let us give you glory. Let us lift your name up tonight, Lord, for you are worthy and no other, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this place. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness tonight. In the name of Jesus, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Turn to your neighbor and say, you are too valuable to me. Hallelujah. As you're seated in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Most places and conditions in our world today rate humanity very low. And in the reading in the text, you will find that the Pharisees had a very sacred grid back in those days. That in, in those days, they were very important that, that it was the, the grid that they had or the, the, the sacred grid that they had was more important than healings on the Sabbath day. And institutions had priority over pain, and, and tradition were more important than life itself. For in the writing, they were dealing with a man who had a withered hand. And the Pharisees were so messed up in their theology and their laws. And they, and they told the Lord that he could not heal on the Sabbath day. And their offense was, was not allowed, and there was no exceptions to this rule. And they became the jury to decide what was lawful and what was unlawful. So Jesus showed them the conclusion that, he, that they were wrong with three sentences that he said. And it was in verse 11 that he said, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep, and it shall fall in the pit on the Sabbath day? Will he not lay hold of it and lift it out? Hallelujah. In other words, if it fell in the pit, would you get the, the sheep out of the pit? But that would breach their regulations and their laws that they had during that time. But seemingly there was a justification in this because it was always been a very strong appeal in the Jews of their pocketbook. There was something about their pocketbook that changed the rules just a little bit. They didn't care so much about a sheep, but they cared about how much that sheep is worth. If that sheep is going to cost me something, I'm going to pull that sheep out of that pit. I don't really care about the sheep, but the value of the pit, the money that puts it in my pocket, there is a value to that. So the Jews looked at that, and they looked at that only as a profit or a loss. So Jesus here in verse 11 and, and 12 touches on a very sensitive nerve, and he begins to appeal to the Jews' commercial instinct, if you will. He basically reaches down into their pocketbooks, and he says, how much is a man better than a sheep? Is it a law? Can it be set aside to save a sheep because it is too valuable to be lost? So which is better, a sheep or a human being tonight? Which is better? Hallelujah. Today, Jesus will do everything he can to save a man. He will implore everything that he has to to save a man. Hallelujah. He will do whatever he can, hallelujah, to stop someone from going to a hell. Hallelujah. A fiery pit. He will do whatever he can, amen. So what is better today, a sheep or a human being? All arguments are focused upon this. Even in America today, we have a, an understanding that pedestrians have the right of way. And we, and we value human beings more than we do 
automobiles. Amen? We have that today, don't we? So people are important here in America. But if you look at it in other parts of the world, if you look at China today, people aren't so much of a value there. If you look at India today, it's not so much of a value. In fact, in China, they have, they have, they'll put people in prisons, and after they put people in prisons, they will use their organs for somebody else. They'll use them as just a sacrifice, that they will be used for that. So they use organ transformation to other people just for, hey, I just need a, I, that, that, that organ matches the body that I need. I got a bad liver. They just take a prisoner out of there. They take his organs. He passes away, and that's it. There's no value in China for life. In America, we have value of life. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for America today, that a, that a, that a human being has value today. But I want you to know that, that the Lord takes that value and raises up to a whole new bar. For he died on a cross for you and I and showed the value that he has for you and I tonight. Hallelujah. There is value in a human being tonight. So which is better today? Is it better for a, a sheep or a human being? So all arguments are upon this. So Jesus steps in and he says he makes it very plain and clear. Jesus makes it clear that, that he says in, in, in chapter 19 and verse number 10, he says, I've come to seek and save that which is lost. Because to Christ they are worth saving. The price of Calvary shows the price and the love that he felt for an individual. He died on a cross for you and I. He died on a cross for me tonight. Hallelujah. In the filth that I was in, in the sin that I was in, in the position that I was in, Christ died for me. It has value. Even a person of sin, God is trying to reach that soul. God is trying to deploy every means that he can to reach that one individual. And that's what I'm trying to preach tonight, that God wants to reach someone tonight. Someone in this place that feels like they're lost, even amongst people. Even amongst the church people that are standing here tonight, someone here feels like they're lost. Someone here feels like if they weren't even here, nobody would even know it. I want you to tell you that if you weren't here, I would notice. And I want you to tell you tonight that Jesus Christ would notice that you are not here. He would realize that you are lost. He realizes the situation you're in, and he would go after you. And he would deplore every means that he has to reach you. Because that's how much value you have tonight. Don't let the devil tell you that you don't have value. You have great value tonight. In the situation you're in, and whatever the means are, don't look at your value by finances. Don't look at your value what what's in the bank account. I only have so much money, so that's my worth. The house that I have or the car that I drive, that's not your value tonight. The value that Christ puts on your soul, that's the value. And he died on a cross for that soul tonight. So that soul has great value tonight. I want to lift him up. I want to glorify him. I want to praise his holy name. Hallelujah, because he recognizes your value tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God throws every roadblock at his command to keep a person from going to hell. Hallelujah. A man is precious. Hallelujah, to be lost forever. God will, he will do every resource that he has to save a person from a lake of fire. The question is tonight, how do we feel as a church? 
Do we have the correct attitude? Do we show the same view that he does? Do we let a man suffer? Do we let a man live and just go his way? Or do we go after that person? Do we go after that sheep? Do we reach out for that sheep that is lost? Do we put the means, the same thing that Christ goes for? Do we do that tonight? How should we as a people think? To think of terms of rescuing a man, hallelujah, hallelujah, to reach a man. Are we a church that connects with them? We are a church that connects to the lost, to mankind. We are a church that reaches for lost souls. Hallelujah. Each and every one of us here today, I'm talking to someone that feels like they're lost tonight. I'm talking to someone tonight that feels, they just feel like that, 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 that nobody cares anymore. I don't know who it is tonight. Hallelujah. But I just want to reach out and say, God loves you tonight. God knows where you're at. God knows you're suffering tonight. God knows when you're, when you're grasping for a breath or, or, or when everything's just upside down in your life. God knows tonight. God knows where you're at. God cares tonight. Amen? Hallelujah. Even David kind of wobbled in the situation of, of what is man? What, what does man really mean? Is, does man have value? And he began to look at it in Psalms in 8 and 4. He said, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. And also in Psalms 144, he says, man is like, like to vanity. His days are as, as a shadow that just passes away. I want you to know that's not true tonight. Man has value. Even though our life is short, the Bible says it's but a vapor. It's, it's, very, it's very brief. And, and David looked at it as a, as a shadow. And we know these things that it's very quick. It's very fleeting. We don't even know if we're going to live to 75 or 84 or whatever the, the, the age is. We not, might not make it tomorrow. But I want to make heaven my home tonight. Amen? I want to get things right tonight. I want to get things lined up tonight in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Hallelujah. God values you tonight. He knows where you're at. And the difference between J David and Jesus was this. Jesus truly had agape love for people and genuinely loved everybody that ever lived. Jesus believed that all people had a right to find God, no matter how they have been, no matter where they have been, no matter how far from God they have ever gone. Jesus Christ believed that everyone had an opportunity for God. We ought to believe that same thing, and I believe that we do tonight. Hallelujah. That we need to implore every means to save a soul. Hallelujah. To go every measure to reach out to that individual. Amen. Church, we ought to remember that the soul has great value, and we need to place the same value that God places on it. We need to place on it also. You see, Jesus, he, he, he could see the man. He could, no matter how lost, no matter, no matter how far they have gone, no matter how bad they were, no matter how rigid they were, no matter how hard their heart was, Jesus could see that that man was worth saving. He could see that in Simon Peter, the temper that he had and the, the foul language, that he was worth saving. Philip, who was just kind of mundane and frozen existence, that he, that he had a plan for him. Amen? He could, see, he could see men and boys, and he could see virtue in a heartlet. He could see in a, in a gangbanger, he could see a preacher that would preach the gospel. That's what God sees. He sees something different. Every one of us has value tonight. I want to say it to I, I scream 
move it to the hilltops. You got value tonight. Everyone that's walking the street has value tonight. God is trying to reach them and implore every value that he has to reach them. Hallelujah. God wants to reach them. The Bible says that God robed himself in his flesh and dwelt among us. And God became a man for what? To redeem man from our sin. He taught in the Gospels and lessons, three lessons that I, that I always look at. He talked about the lost coin. He talked about the lost sheep. He talked about the lost boy that, that walked away from his home. Hallelujah. He talked about these things that were lost. Amen. Hallelujah. These things that were the missing. And God was trying to show us that, that these things have matter. If we look at it today, you would look at a phone. You know, if I can't find my phone, it matters a whole lot. You ever lose your phone and you're like running all over the place? Hey, call my phone. Where's my phone at? I got to find my phone. Or, or you lose your wallet. You're like, I don't know where my, I don't have, no, I, I don't have identity without my wallet. So we freak out over these things, right? So Jesus is relating these other things that maybe we can't relate so much to of a lost coin. But it begins to talk about a woman in the Bible that had ten coins, ten silver coins, and she lost one of those silver coins, and she tipped over her house every furniture she moved. She, she pushed away. She swept the floors. She looked everywhere in that house until she found that one coin. And once she found that one coin, she rejoiced in finding that coin. And she ran outside. She told everybody, I found the lost coin. I know where it is at. Here's the lost coin. She began to hold it up. And Jesus said the same thing. That one lost soul has that same type of value. That even the angels rejoice. Hallelujah. When someone that's lost that comes back in. Hallelujah. And is redeemed by the Lamb of God. So I want to raise the bar tonight. That souls matter. That lives matter. That you matter tonight. You have value tonight. Hallelujah, you're worth going after. You're worth searching for. No matter how bad it gets, no matter what the situation is, you're worth going after. And then it begins to talk about a sheep. You know, sheep can be so silly at times. They can be just kind of wandering and all that kind of stuff and just doing their own thing. And when the sheep begins to wander off and go into some other place and they're lost, it's up to the shepherd to go after them, to leave the 99, the Bible says, and to go after the one that is lost. And we need to have that same type of attitude, that one person that you know, the one person that you're teaching a Bible study, one person that you're witnessing, I'm telling you tonight, don't stop witnessing to them. Don't stop bringing the word to them. Don't stop talking about Jesus, even if they roll their eyes, even if they walk away. You keep listening to them. You keep speaking to them. Hallelujah, until you reach that soul. That soul matters to God tonight. Hallelujah. It's up to shepherd to go after the sheep. Hallelujah. You can't change that relationship. That's just who we are. That's our DNA that should be built inside of us. The third lesson was a boy who really messed up, sold off his inheritance until he was living with the pigs. He was eating the same food as the pigs, and he finally woke up and realized that this is not my inheritance. This is not where I'm supposed to be. I have something greater in line for me. I have a greater purpose in my life for me. And he begins to see it, and he goes back to his father. And the Bible says the father comes running when he sees him, and they create this big old meal and this big old feast in front of everybody, and they begin to party in this situation. Why? Because the lost soul has come back. His son that was 
lost and he didn't know where he was and he was always looking for a son will he ever come back I don't hear anything about him is he alive still and he still believed he still held on until that son came back hallelujah I don't know if you have someone in your life that's lost my brother just got baptized in Jesus name hallelujah him and his wife got baptized in Jesus' name. I got it in video. Then them worshiping God and praising God. I tell you what, that was the best Christmas gift that I ever got besides my own Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Watching my brother who I prayed for for years. Watching my brother who I taught a Bible study for weeks and weeks and weeks to finally say, you know what, Brother Jeff? I want to get baptized. I want to get my life right. Hallelujah. I want to go to church. Let me know where I need to go. I want to make this right. I don't want my soul to be lost. Why? Because there's value to a soul. Don't get so wound up in this world that you don't realize that eternity exists and we need to be a part of eternity tonight. Don't get caught up in it tonight. Don't get caught up in your situation that you're in. God is able to change your situation. I think about the Samaritan woman, hallelujah, who was at the well. She was a half-breed. Nobody even liked this woman. She had to go to the well when everybody else was gone from the well. She had to go there late at night and go to that well to get her water. And she went to that well, and she met Jesus at that well, this half-breed that nobody even cared about. And I tell you what, that after she's spoke to Jesus after she was in the presence of the Lord. She left that place and she turned her town and her city into a revival. She told him about what God said. She told him about the living water. Hallelujah. That we have tonight. We have the living water. We have the living God tonight. Hallelujah. I think about it tonight. I, I heard the other day that, that back in the day in the Old Testament that the heathens had many gods, maybe hundreds, maybe thousands of gods, but the Israelites only had one god. And they thought that they were that they were they were lacking because they only had one god while the heathens had hundreds of gods. But the reality is, hallelujah, that that one God, come on, that one God that we call Jesus, that one God, it's not Mahama, it's not, it's not Buddha tonight, hallelujah. His name is Jesus, and that one God, hallelujah, is the living God that's greater than all those makeup gods, hallelujah. And I've come to worship him. I've come to praise his holy name. I've come to give him glory. We serve a living God tonight. Hallelujah. And if you believe that, you can believe that he can change any situation you have. Any situation. If I don't believe that, I'm lacking in faith, and I need to get to an altar and start praying for faith. Lord, increase my faith. Build up my faith. Don't let me, don't let me hang my head low when you're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You're the living God. Hallelujah. Spoke into existence this world. Spoken into existence, and it came to be. I'm one of those kind of people that I, I look at nature, and I search out nature, and I, I just love to watch it. And one of the things I love is the ocean. And I love when scuba divers go down, and there's all those fish, and they're all, they got the clownfish, and they got the angelfish, and they got all these, you know, the weird sharks with a hammerhead 
had sharks and the and the uh, sperm whale and just all these things and they're all different and they're all they're all these different colors and then you look at you go deeper you look at the plant life that's all all down there and how different that is and and the clownfish swims among those little sea urchins and all that kind of stuff and it's all just amazing I can just I get caught up in it and I think to myself God you spoke that into existence you spoke it with the word, and it just came to be. It didn't take you millions of years and trillions of years, but it took a moment of speaking it, and all these things began to happen. That's the kind of God I serve. I can look at a bee, and I can watch him just go up to a, a, a flower and begin to feed off of that flower and get the nectar from that flower, and I watch that amazement that God made that in a spoken word and all the other things with just a spoken word. And then we sit with our trouble and our problems and we put our head down. I can't do that tonight. I refuse to do that tonight. If God spoke all that into existence, surely he can change my situation. Surely he can change my lungs tonight. Surely he can change my financial situation. Surely he can change my marriage tonight. Hallelujah. Surely God can make a difference. I refuse to sit back. Hallelujah. I believe in a mighty God tonight. I serve a mighty God tonight. If you look at John 3.16, which we all know and we all memorize John 3.16, but sometimes we forget about John 3 and 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. It's all about salvation where you're at tonight. No matter what condition you're in, no matter where you're at tonight, man is too valuable to be lost. Man is too valuable to be lost. Isaiah says that hell is enlarging themselves. You look at America, that there's more bars than there are churches. You look at our prison system, that it's just expanding day by day by day by day. But each and every one of those people have a soul tonight. Each one of those people need to be saved tonight. Hallelujah. And I want you to know that the stone is rolled away. I want to tell you tonight the stone is rolled away. I want to tell you tonight that the stone is rolled away. And that means that God is alive. Hallelujah. He was down for three days, but he rose again from the dead. Hallelujah. Why? Because you can't keep him down. He's a God that's alive. Hallelujah. He's the living God tonight. He's the Savior. He's a Hallelujah. There's one scripture that I always, I always go to when I'm feeling down. Some people go to Job, which is, Job is a wonderful book. But I always go to Luke chapter 12 and verse number 6, and it's Jesus' words. He starts talking about, are not five sparrows sold for two farthings, and not one of them is forgotten before God? But even the very hairs on your head, hallelujah, are all numbered. Fear not, fear not, therefore ye are more valuable than many sparrows. Back in those days, five sparrows are sold for two farthings. Bible scholars believe that they were sold. You, you, you'd buy four and you get the fifth one for free. They just throw it in and say, ah, go ahead. You can have that other sparrow. They're cheap. There's a, they're, they're kind of like a, a baker's dozen. Here you go. You can have it. It's no big deal. There, there's a bunch of sparrows out there. Hallelujah. It still happens today where sparrows are caught in nets and they're still sold and roasted over a fire. 
and, and they're brought out into the streets and around the world in different places in China, Asia, all these places. They still eat sparrows because they're cheap food. Hallelujah. So insignificant, so worthless almost. And God, he's walking around and he's, he's just be, he's talking to the disciples and he's looking at all the birds. I can imagine how it must have been. Jesus walking and talking to the disciples and, and seeing all these sparrows that are just flying in the air, thousands, maybe hundreds of sparrows just flying. And God's looking at them. He created every one of them, spoken, hallelujah, by his word. And he begins to look at it and says, see those sparrows that are up there? And see where they sell them in the markets where you can buy, you can buy four of them and, you, and they throw the fifth one in for free. And he says, to man, they don't have value, but to me, they have great value. And he knows when each and every one of them falls, the Bible says. And the Bible, I, I, I began to research that, that Jesus knows before they even fall. He gives the okay for that sparrow to fall. Each and every sparrow. Think about that, church. You think about our lives and the population in, the, in America and around the world, and you begin to look at the sparrows. I mean, there's just so many sparrows that are out there in the world today, and God numbers each and every one of them. He knows each and every one of them, and each and every one of them has value tonight. You have value. Each and every one of you guys have value more than a sparrow. Great value tonight. I told this story before that, when I was a young lad or a little kid, I had a paper route, and I used to get up at like 5 o'clock in the morning to deliver the papers. And in my subdivision, it was a normal subdivision, and most people had brick homes, just standard brick homes, driveways. And there was one house that was on the, the main street, on the main drag, and, and she had like, I don't know, four or five acres in this, in this area that she had. And she was the only one that had these big old weeping willow trees, Huge willows. I mean, it looked like they've been there for hundreds and hundreds of years. Just huge. That just engulfed her whole property. And on that property, she had a house that was right out front that was all, all the windows were broken out. All the paint was just kind of, you know, just nobody lived in that house for years. And it had graffiti on the house. And, but behind that house was her house where she lived. And you couldn't really even see it with all the willow trees that were hanging over. And it was one of those places you just didn't go in at night. It was one of those places that little kids, we didn't, we didn't go there. And even if you went there during the day, she'd shoot you. She would. She'd shoot you. She, you get hit with a pellet, you know, while you're, while you're walking on her property. So we know that don't go anywhere near that place. And she was one of those ladies that just, her hair was long and scraggly. She walked like, you know, we felt like she was a witch in the neighborhood. You know, we really felt that there was just something off about this lady and so we just kind of stayed away, but she had the greatest grapes in the whole neighborhood. So every once in a while, we had to go in there to get some grapes. Yeah, I was stealing, but Jesus saved me anyways, amen? I couldn't resist. She had grapes, and she also had berries. They were delicious. But I remember one night, one early morning, that I was delivering papers over there, and I and, 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 I, and I never liked delivering papers to her house because I had to go way back into those willows. And she had a long, winding road that it was just a dirt road. And it was just a, it was a creepy place, especially when I'm, I'm all by myself. I don't want to be there during the day, and here I am there at night, you know. And so I, I, I got to deliver papers. That's, 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 I lose my job. I got to deliver papers to her. So I begin to go down that, that, that road, down her driveway, and I get way back in there, and I begin to look at that house, and the, the wind is blowing, and it's just, you can hear things creaking, and I can hear like a window or something go bang, 
bang, bang, you know, as, 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 as I'm going in there. And it's just creeping me out. I'm like, I'm scared out of my pants, you know. And so I had to get to the mailbox, and I get up to the mailbox, and I begin to put the paper in the mailbox. And as I do, her light is on in her kitchen. And nobody else is up this early. Nobody else is. Everybody's asleep. And I look over, and I look into the window. I just couldn't resist. I put the, put the paper in the mailbox, and I look over, and I look in, and I, and I can see her just sitting there at the table. And she just had her head down on the table, and she had a bottle of whiskey in her other hand, and she just laying on the table. And I just looked at it, and I said, man, what a life that's lost. There's no value in that life. What a waste of life that is for what she's doing. And I kind of walked away from that situation, and I just, I just, it's always stuck in my mind. What a, what a waste of life that is. And the Lord began to speak to me about that, that there is no waste of life. That the bomb that's underneath a bridge right now tonight in Flint that's all drugged up on meth or whatever it is, their life has value tonight. That woman had value tonight. Hallelujah. Her life might have been upside down, but God can turn that life around. Hallelujah. God woke me up that one day, and he said, no, life has no value. They all have value tonight. And I'm telling you tonight, your life has value. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, if the musicians will come. Hallelujah. Life has value tonight. No life is cheap tonight. Hallelujah. No life is cheap tonight. Each and every one of us here tonight has value. The Bible says that he calls all his sheep by name, and they know his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love the Lord tonight. I love the Lord. You might have setbacks. You might have difficulties in your life. You might have problems with your family. You might have, you might have been abused as a child. You might have had a, maybe you're here tonight and you don't have a mother. Maybe you're here tonight and you don't even know what your mother's name is. Maybe you're struggling tonight. Maybe you're, you're here with pain. You know, and I think about that woman that, that's sitting there with that bottle of whiskey just sitting there, that, that she's someone's mother's daughter. Amen. That that's daddy's little girl that kind of went the wrong way. That that's, that's, that's someone that, 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 that doesn't see the value that they have. That they don't realize that in their situation you still have value. But somehow they got messed up by sin. Somehow their life began to get turned around. But I want you to know that God is in the business of turning your life around. He wants to lift you up from where you're at. He wants to keep you on the right road. Hallelujah. There are no cheap sparrows tonight. There are no cheap lies. God knows where you're at this evening. Hallelujah. Someone here tonight doesn't know where they're at. God knows where you're at. Say, but brother, I feel lost. You're not lost. You're one step to an altar to being found. Like I said before, prayer changes things. Prayer moves things. It's happened for me. It can happen for you. I don't know what you're facing tonight. I feel something from somebody tonight.
Your own family doesn't see your value. Maybe it's your mother. Maybe it's your father. Maybe you feel what you've been through, that it's, 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 it's degraded you. It's, it's, it's poisoned you. It's, it's scarred you. It, it put a mark on your life. I want you to know that God can remove that mark tonight. God can change your situation. You're more value than a sparrow. Hallelujah. He knows the, the hairs that are numbered on your head tonight. God knows where you're at. He knows what you're facing. If we could all stand tonight. Hallelujah. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love the Lord because there's always a way to get back to him. I can step out, but I can step back in. And he receives me just like he did last time. But the fact is, I don't want to leave tonight. I want to get in his arms tonight and give him my all. Hallelujah. Lord, change my situation. Lord, move in my situation. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands up tonight.